This is Marketing Jam, a podcast featuring the brightest minds in Canadian marketing. Here's your host, Darian Kovacs. Hi there. Welcome to Marketing Jam. I'm your host, Darian Kovacs. The following interview is a part of a series of interviews recorded at the DX3 Digital Marketing and Retail event hosted in Toronto, where we were lucky enough to chat with some of the most interesting people from the biggest brands in Canada and around the world. I hope you enjoy it. So why don't we start off, um, tell us your name, mm -hmm. uh, the role you play, and the uh, company that you're with. Okay, so hi, my name is Victoria. Um, I am what I dub myself as a content creator, digital content creator. Uh, my company would be myself, <laughs> which is my blog. Yeah. So I run a lifestyle blog out of Toronto. It's yeah. called The Lust List. Okay. And I cover topics under the umbrella of like fashion, lifestyle, travel, food, and some beauty here and there. Okay. Um, and then along the side of that, I also do a lot of content production for brands as well too, for their own platforms. Nice. Um, and I do quite a bit of like digital media uh, consulting as well. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So tell me, as a content creator, mm -hmm. uh, are you uh, Android or uh, iOS? Oh, that's hard. Honestly, like I use two different phones okay. on the go. Yeah. Um, to be very transparent, mm -hmm. Instagram performs the best on an iPhone. Okay. I've used a variety of Androids yeah. before, and there's always some sort of like small glitch to it, okay. regardless of, like how good the tech is. Yeah. So like just because it's my livelihood and every day, yeah. I have to have an iPhone in order to be able to post yeah. effectively. Um, but I do love the Androids for their okay. camera capabilities. Like yeah. I use a Huawei pretty often for the Leica camera on the back. Okay. Um, and I love it. Cool. So I'm a I'm a dual phone user, not because it's personal business, but mainly just because it's all business. Okay. <laughs> I'd love to hear what are some <coughs> apps that you are loving right now, and what are some apps that you can't live without. Wait, so both of them I love? Ones that you love okay. and ones that you just can't live without. Okay. Yeah. Um, obviously Instagram. Okay. That's like my everyday. I'm yeah. pretty sure I spend at least 50% of my time on yeah. Instagram as well too. Have you ever tracked it? You ever use the Moment app to track it? No, your... I'm too scared. Okay. I'm really too scared. Yeah, okay. It's like when I track my sleep patterns on yeah. my iPhone and it tells me you're only sleeping like three hours a night. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to know that. Yeah, okay. I like subconsciously know, but I don't want somebody to tell me that You want to live in sobering reality. You'd rather live in... Exactly. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. Okay. Okay. You yeah. know, I'm happier that way. Yeah. Um, Instagram, absolutely love. Um, Facebook pages as well, too. It okay. really helps me manage my um, my business page on Facebook, and I yeah. can really track my analytics on that. Mm -hmm. um, what else? I'm always on Gmail, so yeah. I can't live without it. Yeah. And then Google Maps, because I can't, for the oh. life of me, tell directions. Yeah. That's my fiance. I'm yeah. always telling him to turn left, and the, even the maps tell me that I'm turning right. Yeah. So, like, somebody needs to be talking for me. Yes. So. And are you a local guide in contributing on Google Maps? Um, sometimes when sometimes. they ask me to rate it five stars, yeah. how good is a location? Okay. Like, if I like it, I'll rate it five stars. Yeah. But I actually like contributing to what's that other? Ways. Yes, ways. Yeah. I love ways. Okay. Ways is amazing. Because it's fun. It's yes. comical, right? You, yeah. You, can't, you collect candy as you're driving. And I get to see people as they come by. What is yeah. it when you like beep them or yeah. honk them yeah. or something? It's yeah. just interactive. It's so fun. inappropriate, but you can it's still cool. do. Yeah, it's kind of like cool. the new poking. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. And other apps that you're uh, you're loving these days? Um. Oh, this is hard because like honestly, I because I spend so much time in Instagram already yeah. as is. Like I don't spend a lot of time on my phone if I don't have to. Yeah. Are you on Snapchat? Sometimes here and there yeah. I found that like I just gravitate more to Instagram because yeah. I've already posted onto there. I've created yeah. such a massive audience and the audience on Instagram versus Snapchat it's completely different. Yeah. I found that my Snapchat audience is much younger yeah. and it's difficult for me to kind of relate my everyday life mm -hmm. to them just because I'm doing different things that they necessarily won't be doing at their age. Yeah. So Instagram has just been like performing phenomenally for me. That's yeah. kind of what Snapchat and great data that you get for your sponsors. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And what about um, using Canva? 
or iMovie or YouTube Capture? Okay, so I haven't used any of those just yeah. yet. I've actually just discovered Canva like literally two days ago yeah, when some cool. of my friends were using it. I'm like, what is this app? And yeah. she like told me what it was. Um, but in terms of like editing content on my phone, I really love to use this app called InShot. Okay, cool. Um, it's great for videos, photos. Mm -hmm. You can create like different images overlaid on top of each other. You can yeah. have videos with an image in like one photo together at the same time. Yeah. It's phenomenal. It supports really well for Instagram stories, which is what I loved. And I discovered yeah. that from my friend. You can like doodle, add stickers and everything. Yeah. It's great. So that's kind of like my go-to phone editing yes. app. Um, but otherwise, I don't really edit a lot on my phone. Everything else is on my computer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, we are at DX3. Mm -hmm. Of course, you here, you were invited. Uh, you are Thank a you. Uh, famed guest here. Oh, and, thanks. Um, we're looking at 2018. What are some of the trends mm -hmm. uh, that you're seeing mm -hmm. uh, from your perspective, and maybe some of the things that you're hearing here at DX3? Um, so some big trends, obviously, influencer marketing is going to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. Would you call yourself an influencer? I don't like the term yeah. influencer. I much prefer the term creator because as m like the influence comes along with just like what I do naturally. Yeah. I don't like to tout that I have an influence. Yeah. It'd be like if I was a celebrity and choose myself and say, hey, I'm a celebrity, nice to yeah, meet you. Yeah. you. You say you're an actor or you produce yeah, it, uh, acting for films. Exactly. Yeah. It's just what your trade is. Yeah. So influence just comes as like a wayside with it. Yeah. I much prefer the term creator. Um, but yeah, the industry itself dubs it influencer marketing, mm. so colloquially, that's what yeah. we have to follow along with. I see that growing a lot more this year. Um, I've seen a lot of brands mature along with that as well, too, and mm. a lot of them are realizing the benefits that they have out of a long-term relationship or an yeah. ambassadorship. Yeah. So many brands I've seen start to gravitate more towards like a really strong relationship with yeah. top like five or ten core individuals throughout mm. the whole year and then yeah. have a lot of individuals Sorry, individual campaigns peppered out through the rest of the yeah. year as one-offs with like smaller influencers. So like a deeper relationship that's mm -hmm. more committed. More meaningful. Yeah. Tells a more deeper layered story. Yeah. Partnership versus one-off exactly. transactions. Mm -hmm. Okay. And are you in any of those deep, meaningful I am. relationships? <laughs> it sounds like I'm dating no, a brand, no, right? <laughs> Um, yeah, so I have quite a few year-long relationships okay. that I've awesome. developed with brands. Nice. A lot of them are just organic relationships I've developed over the past like two to three years. Yeah. Worked with them completely unsponsored. Yeah. They sent me stuff out yeah. of consideration. If yeah. I love it, I get to post it. Yeah. And then from there, we just kind of chatted like, hey, this is really working out super well. Yeah. You still use our product. You buy our product on the regular. Let's like work together and share this message mm -hmm. on like a deeper level with yeah. your followers. I'm like, that's amazing. And like, that's, that's what I love. I'm trying to stray away from like the one-offs just because I feel that my audience can kind of see through that sometimes. Yeah. They're like, we know you got paid for that. You yeah. rarely ever talk about this brand. But like yeah. any other brand that I talk about organically all the time, they're like, tell me more. I want to yeah. know more about this. So that's how can I leverage those relationships with the brands to help convey a message. Yeah, okay. And so what does that look like? Like I know like it's not like you're like, holding a package in every video shoot you do mm -hmm. or everything where you're like holding the brand up and like talking about how great the brand is and kind of shoving <laughs> in front of all your viewers, right? Like it's right? not like you do that in any no. way, right? Because that could be weird and awkward where you're always too putting awkward. the brand in front of people. Way too awkward. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I don't know if I can take this seriously. <laughs> so what, what does it look like for you? How do you usually <clears throat> integrate brands into your uh, your campaigns? I love to integrate brands as organically as I can. Okay. Um, Honestly, even <clears throat> with a lot of my paid content, I try to stress with the brand, like, if you can make this as non-exclusive, obviously I'm not going to tag a competing brand Yeah. I'm gonna if I'm going to promote you. But in everyday snapshot, like, just take a look at the room across from us right yeah. now. Like, how many different brands can you probably yeah. label as you're looking across? Yeah. You're never going to walk into one setting and only see one brand ever. Like, that's just yeah. not organic, right? Yeah. 
Um, so a lot of these brands really understand that and they're allowing me to really open up my creative liberties and yep. tag like if I'm wearing a jacket like this yep. is from Red Sack. Yep. I'm wearing this so also let me tag, I don't know, like a hair product yep. that I've used today or my sunglasses yep. or like my nails because that's yeah. not a competing brand to them yeah. but to my audience it's organic and it's more just a next level layer of brand awareness. So the brand is more evident to my followers as I see it continuously pop up but it's yeah. not shoved in their face. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And super evident. Okay. When you look out at people who are doing a great job of that, like brands that are have really done the integrated campaigns with mm -hmm. content creators or influencers, who are mm -hmm. some brands that we could be watching and looking out for? Um, some brands that have done a really good job at that, that's hard because there's so many brands that yeah. I see on a regular everyday basis. I'd say a lot of clothing brands mm -hmm. do a really good job at it just because they understand that nobody's ever really specifically wearing mm -hmm. one brand mm -hmm. on their whole body, top yeah. to bottom. Top yeah. to Head to toe, yeah, yeah that's the yeah, phrase, yeah. Um, every single day. And they understand that. So they really allow a lot of integration with it. Yeah. Um, I work very closely with Dynamite, a local okay. Canadian brand out of yeah. Montreal. Nice. Um, and they really work strongly with influencers. They just send packages whenever. Cool. And they allow you to like decide if you want to promote their products or not. If you don't, that's fine. It's yeah. cool. They're not going to say, like, hey, I'm never sending you a product ever again. But yeah. like, we'll send you something next month and see, like, maybe you like it, maybe you don't. Hmm. And if you do like it, it's amazing. They don't expect product yeah. or content back from you. Yeah. Um, and then that's like one of the brands I'm working super closely with this year just because I love their stuff. Yeah. I've grown up with it since high yeah. school. It's yeah. great for casual. It's yeah. great for like workwear formal. Yeah. Um, so Dynamate's a phenomenal example of like one of the brands I really love to work with. <laughs> Um, another one as well too, it's an international one. It's a watch company, I don't know if yeah. you're familiar with it. It's called Clues. Okay. Um, not Blues Clues. No, not yeah. Blues Clues, like yeah. Clues, like C-L-U-S-E. Okay, cool. Um, it's just like a watch brand that's extremely easy to work with. Yeah. They send me watches, I take mm -hmm. photos of it. People wear watches on the regular all the time, telling time, or yeah. like, are you really telling time? It's just an accessory now yeah. with your phone. Yeah. Um, but they're extremely flexible and it's so organic how they allow me to work with them and they're never really, hyper stringent in yeah. how I produce my photos. They're like, that's beautiful. It's just oh. an integration to the product, that's into great. the photo. So yeah. we love it. And I love that. The flexibility of working with them is what really, really helps. That's awesome. And I, I like brands that allow me to like really flex my creative liberties. Yeah. And how, and speaking of which, how do you <coughs> figure out a way to flex your creative liberties, but also figure out a way to, to monetize this or come into maybe a contractual relationship with some of these? these companies? Yeah, so I kind of learned over the X amount of years that I've done this on Instagram, it is on a blog as well too, is that the audience in Instagram really likes a candid, organic snapshot of mm -hmm. your everyday moment. They don't mm -hmm. like that. They love a beautiful editorial, but mm -hmm. they're not going there for a, oh, that's beautiful, I can't be like her one day, yeah, that yeah. looks crazy. They want a, that's relatable, I yeah. want to buy those too. Yeah. Yeah. How can I like look as cool as you? Yeah. Do I have to get those products in the photo? Yeah. Um, so for me, it's all about telling a story in a picture. Am I going out and getting pizza with my friends? Yeah. Am I having like a movie and popcorn night with my girls? Yeah. And we're just like sitting there eating Orville Renbacher yeah. <laughs> on the floor on a big screen. Um, so for me, it's really important that the brands understand that I can't just have a close-up of one specific product yeah. and just like zoom in on it because yeah. it's not a magazine spread. Yeah. Otherwise, people will go and buy magazines yeah. and everyone's on digital now. Yeah. They want to see like, how can I be like you? What yeah. lifestyle are you living? Yeah. Um, so when the brands understand that and they allow us to really flex our creative liberties, mm -hmm. that's when they're like, okay, we know you get your audience. Yeah. How can we jump on that and how can we insert ourselves into your content that you're already producing on the regular? It's just yeah. adding one extra thing into it. Yeah. And then how have you figured out like the contracts or monetizing it or charging for this to, oh to make God. a living? It's, it's really hard. A lot of the financial component to it mm -hmm. is 
kind of taboo. People don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And which but I'm we're going to talk about it right now. Which yeah, is great. I'm more than happy to talk about it. Like I've luckily had some wonderful friends who've yeah. led me along the way and guided me as to how to charge my specific yeah. rates. Yeah. Um, and I've been always supportive of helping newcomers as well too to this because yeah. it's very hard. Everybody started at nothing. Yeah. You have to slowly grow up, and any help that you can get is yeah. better. I always tell people that it's not a competition amongst ourselves because yeah. if we do that, then we're setting it up for the brands to take advantage of us. Yeah. You want to help each other grow and with that, the industry can continue to mature, progress, awesome. and lead it into a more like legitimized industry. So and you're all just of, getting a piece of the larger marketing budget exactly, anyways. So exactly. And, and you're, you're, you're more so, in a sense, competing with like mm-hmm. Chatelaine or larger publications or billboards yeah. versus each other. Exactly. Yeah, and a rising tide rises all boats. <laughs> so Completely. Everybody's supporting each other. It's yeah. a win-win for everyone. So content creators, influencers, this is, we're going to dive in here. So, yeah. so how do you charge? What do you do? Do you, do you use a calculator and you kind of... So, okay. So when I first started, I had a calculator, which was, I think it was like every 500 followers. Yes, that you have. I would charge 50 bucks. Okay. On your Instagram? On my Instagram account. And not post. Facebook, not anywhere No, else. it's specifically for Instagram. And, and this not your is, blog? Not my blog. Okay. Those are, comp- every platform I think has like a different kind of metric. Monetization. Monetization, okay. monetization metric. So 500 followers, $50. 50 bucks, and like every incremental 500, you can add like a 50 bucks on. So I have 2,000 followers on my fa- on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. So that would be what? $200 a post. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. And then, do you charge per post? Or what if you go live now? Because what about the whole live thing? Or a story? What's oh, a story? Okay, like? so there's three different completely different things. So yeah. lives, I've done that on my own as well too. A live takes a lot more energy than you think if you're running it by yourself. If it's yeah. just you talking to the camera, answering questions, you yeah. have to continuously talk. You don't want that awkward silent no, yeah, yeah, lull. Yeah, yeah. So it takes a lot, a lot of energy. Yeah. If you're on for a full hour, I've done it before. At the end, I'm like parched. I've drank oh, like man. two full bottles of water. I wow. feel like I just worked out for three hours straight. Takes a lot out of you. What so, kind of water are you drinking? <laughs> PayPal water, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, so with lives, I've kind of broken it down to manageable chunks. Like every okay. 15 minutes, I'm going to charge X amount. I haven't been approached by a lot of brands yet yeah. to really do lives. I don't think that's a really big mainstream thing just as of yet because a, yeah, so a lot of brands still like to have the control over the content. And yeah. when it's live, they can't script what you're going to yep. say. They can't know beforehand exactly what kind of content are you going to cover. Yeah. So I think that's still a kind of like a scary topic to brands. Yeah. So I haven't personally been approached for that yet, but I've kind of broken it down on my end that for per 15 minutes, like that's going to be what the metric of chunk of time is going to be. I haven't really allotted like a fee to it just quite yet because right. I haven't really done that. So I have no experience to determine like what I want to charge. Yeah, yeah. Um, from what I've spoken to, a lot of my other friends haven't really been approached for lives either. Right. So it's kind of uncharted territories. Yeah. Still a lot of room to be made yeah. for progress there. Yeah. Um, for stories though, right now, when I first started charging, stories didn't exist quite just mm-hmm. yet. It's like a new thing. Yeah. So I just like attach some random number to it. Okay. And usually how I go is that if a brand says yes to it, then yeah. okay, that's a good sign. Yeah. I can charge a little bit more next time until yeah. like I start to challenge the brands. Uh, and they start to get like, okay, like this is getting a little testy. Like yeah. you have a lower budget here. Yeah. Can we like fill around with this? Yeah. Um, but stories are a little bit easier because now you can save them, send them yeah. off the brands. Yeah. It can give you feedback. Yeah. And tell there's you, like, metrics on the stories. There's metrics on the stories. Yeah. You can attach. I have the swipe up function as well too, where you can like link out to a URL. Yes. You can tap and tag a brand's page to it, and they what love did you that. What call that function? The swipe up function. Yes, of course. Yeah, yes. the swipe okay. up the link out function, yeah. and that's great because if you're working with a brand to promote a specific product, yeah. you can like swipe it up swipe and lead up. straight to that product. Perfect. That's Perfect. great. And then, do you get the metrics <laughs> on how many people swiped up and give that yeah. to the brand? You get all of that. And do you provide them with like a, a report, like a PDF at the end of the transaction? I, or? I do, just because I know that I've worked on the brand side as well too. Like, there's always an ROI attached to everything, mm-hmm. so you can't just be like, "Hey, we're gonna pay you like 
I don't know, 500 bucks to do yeah. four stories. Yeah, yeah. And be like, okay, hey, hopefully it worked. Yeah, Because yeah, they yeah. don't see the views. Yeah. They can see the likes and the comments, but yeah. they can't see if you in a story. But so you can share them the views and... Share it anyways. I know on my end, like, I'm doing a service for myself. Right. I look professional if I'm doing yeah. that. You always have to have some sort of wrap-up report anyways in a professional setting. So, like, when I do it for myself, set an example for other creators yeah. as well, too. Do you try to get, um, like, coupon codes or, like, a mm. unique URL so you could track the link backs? I love the unique URLs just okay. for myself because it kind of shows me how my audience is interacting with yeah. my content, how many of them actually care to swipe up and link out to it. Yeah. Um, when it comes to coupon codes, I try not to overly inundate that yeah. on my account just because I know like so many other individuals are already probably collaborating with those brands. Yeah. And it's difficult to track a specific coupon code versus a swipe up. Because yeah. a swipe up, it directly leads you out from there. Oh, yeah. Even though the sale may not be completely attributed back, yeah. someone's going to forget that code in 24 no. hours. Oh, totally. They're going to Google somebody else's code. Oh, yeah. And even though the intent was because they saw yours, yeah. you don't get attributed that sale. So yes. I find that that's not the best metric for me to report back to a brand as to yeah. how I performed. So I sway away from that unless it's for a high value product yeah. or service that people would actually benefit from. Otherwise, if it's like $15 t-shirt with 15% off, you're not really incentivized to buy that. No. You're like, it's just tax. I can but pay that. But 50% off or 80% off. 50% off like a full hair service yeah, or like yeah. a full body wax. If that's yeah, what yeah. you want to go yeah. for, that's worth it to someone. So cool. it depends on the relationship and the value of the product that I'm offering coupon code for. That's cool. Yeah. So maybe tell me, if you're comfortable with this, tell me a brand that you've loved working with that just got working with a content creator. Okay, so Dynamite, again, yeah. they are phenomenal. They've had my back. They let me really lead all of my content. Yeah. They never really give me any sort of feedback beyond the terms of like what I have to use the hero product for yeah. in the photo. If I have to feature a specific jacket yeah. or pair of pants, they've yeah. been great with that. Um, messaging just gives me the keywords. I don't have to script anything out too much, so mm. it's extremely easy to work with. Yeah. And I always feel like I'm a partner in that relationship, cool. not just somebody executing a contract. Yeah. So they really respect my views, um, my experience in the industry yeah. as well too, and they really understand that what I'm trying to do is to help them, and at the same time, they help me to give me the responsibility of creating a photo that's gonna engage well with my followers. Cool. Uh, what do you think about what's going on in the United States mm -hmm. with um, the whole the laws that are now in place where yeah. you have to say, this is sponsored content, and, and I know it's not in Canada yet, but it's in the mm -hmm. States right now with the FCC. Mm -hmm. um, and I know in Canada, there's folks who do it, um, you know, for the purpose of just being friendly or nice or transparent. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, mainstream publications are calling it sponsored content or yep. partnership content or advertorial or this, you know, article brought to you by. Yep. Um, what are your thoughts on the, the kind of the ethical standards or just on the transparency standards of uh, a content creator yeah. in Canada? In Canada, we're different than very, very different, yeah. and we're very different from like the UK as well too. Their yeah. laws are even more stringent than the US, yeah. from what I've seen. I'm 100% on board with that. I think transparency and disclosure is the best way to build a good relationship with your mm -hmm. followers, yeah. your readers, consumers. They never want to be lied to, and consumers yeah. are now smarter than ever, and they can sniff through yeah. anything. Um, and to be very transparent, I don't know if this is okay, but this has been happening for years in the industry, oh, yeah. in traditional. People are paid to be in TV spots. Michael Jordan. Exactly. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, like even on your experts, if they're talking about like my top five like specific preference products for oh, this yeah. month, they're all being paid for it under the table. People just don't know that. Or they're being given free products. Exactly. Yeah. Um, magazine editors are being sent on trips to like Miami, the Bahamas, yeah. to learn about a new product launch, yeah. and in exchange, they have to feature that product in their magazine. They've just never been liable to disclose that. So people don't realize mm. that it's been happening. And like this has been going on for years and years. Yeah. I think that now that influencers 
have the responsibility yeah. to disclose that, it's very eye-opening to consumer mm -hmm. and they're now starting to question everything, yeah. not just us. We just have the opportunity to highlight that this is a standard practice across yeah. the industry yeah. and that being somebody who discloses, you're at the forefront of being honest. Yeah. And I think that's completely okay and on yeah. board with it. I think there's like different levels of like how you disclose if you're yeah. getting a product that you're not guarantee that you have to post about yeah. it and you like just love it on your own yeah. then you just goes like that's different than being paid to write like a positive review yeah. that's very very different yeah. but I'm 100% on board with the disclosure. Okay. I, I, last night uh, a mm -hmm. guy by the name of Mike Morrison mm -hmm. has Mike's bloggity blog out of Calgary <laughs> and he bought himself a, a Google Pixel book right and he was just mm -hmm. really excited about it because he fully transferred from the uh, iPhone environment, mm -hmm. Apple environment, <coughs> over to the Google environment, so we got a pixel. And, but he, as he's writing about it and, and Instagram storying about mm -hmm. it and posting about it, every time he's like, Dory, this is not paid for by Google. <laughs> I actually just bought it because I'm really excited about yeah. it. So do you see that on the flip side where people have to actually say, no, I actually paid for this? Um, yeah, sometimes I've had that situation. So Halo Top is an ice cream brand that just okay. launched in Canada. Nice. I think they're really prevalent in the US. Okay. It's like low cal, low yeah. sugar, everything. Oh, nice. People are going crazy for it. Yeah. Um, they sent me some product just to test yeah. out in celebration for it. Yeah. I loved it. I raved it. Yeah. I wasn't expecting my audience to love it as much as yeah. I thought they would. Yeah. And my DMs on Instagram just filled up being like, which flavors did you like? Yeah, yeah, tell yeah. us about this. Tell us about that. So I'm like, Okay, this is a good opportunity for me to create content and yeah. get more people to come back and engage and with me. And you weren't paid? I was not paid. You were sent in the mail? I was not asked In to ice eat. packs, right? Yeah, giant ice pack okay, box. Okay, good. Don't worry, it was yeah. still going to arrive. Okay. Um, so yeah, I was like, you know what, this is a good opportunity for me to get a closer relationship with my followers. Why not review each and every single pint as I'm eating it? Yeah, yeah. People want to know anyways, yeah. start reviewing it. And then somebody asked me, like, did you get sponsored to do this? I'm like, 100% no. Yeah. If you know me, Ice cream is like one of my favorite foods yeah. behind sushi. So I will talk about it whenever I can. And the brand knew you. They picked the right content creator to send it to. I don't Good explicitly say I love ice cream, but like I just love ice cream. Yeah. Um, and then people loved it. They're like, yeah. oh my God, I felt the same way. Like the birthday cake one tasted yeah. like the vanilla Dunkaroos. Or like yeah. I wasn't too fond of like the oats one of like the little mm. oats bits inside yeah. of it. And people just really jumped on the bandwagon. And it surprised me how engaged they were. Yeah. So for that one, I had to say like, hey guys, not sponsored, just yeah. to clarify, if anybody thought I was being paid for this, I'm not. I just love ice cream and I want to share this with you, you guys. But you say it was, it was given to you for free? I do, so yeah. I do the, the standard like unboxing whenever I get yeah. PR packages every day. I'm like, hey guys, gonna show you like what I got today in the yeah, mail. Yeah, yeah. People love to watch that. It's strange to me, I guess it's like unboxing on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then from there, that's like my disclosure saying, I didn't pay for this, I was gifted it. Yeah. And then any opinions after that, like, it's 100% my honest opinion. Yeah. I'm not being paid for any of this yeah. stuff right now. And the brands know, because I don't always talk 100% positively about it. Like I yeah. chatted that, I love the birthday cake flavor, yeah. I love the sea salt caramel, yeah. wasn't that fond of the oatmeal cookie. Yeah. So they get a very toss up opinion when Which it comes to me. Which is great, because yeah. you, know, they, they, you know, that's the best type of, they know it's authentic and you're being, yeah, yeah. being true to yourself. you're not gonna love 100% of everything that one brand provides, right? Yeah. yeah. So tell me when you're invited to an event. Yep. So a PR person reaches out, come to this event, do you start charging for event appearances at this point? Um, how do you monetize that? Okay, so event appearances are very tricky. I know mm. in the US that's a very popular thing. Yeah. Um, it's, it is taking time out of your day. But I would say that a lot of smaller influencers, creators, bloggers, YouTubes, YouTubers, whatever er you are yeah. nowadays, yeah. they like to attend events in as a networking method. Yeah. It's a great way to meet the PR reps, to yeah. meet the brand reps and develop that relationship with them so you can chat opportunities afterwards. To take it to the next level. Exactly, because yeah. you never know those people and then like an in-face relationship is so yeah. much better than something yeah. through phone or email. Oh, yeah. 
hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of the bigger girls are like, okay, I know all these people. I don't need to go out to there. Yeah. Okay. I can stay at home. Yeah. They're gonna send me the product anyways. Yeah, I'm gonna get it as a mailer. I don't have to go. That's a different story. And like, yeah. it makes sense. You're busy yeah. creating campaigns. Yeah. You don't have the accessibility of every single day. You're attending yeah. like 100 events that go. Yeah. Um, but sometimes brands like really need to fill numbers to show their client that people are interested. They want to come. Yeah. So brands sometimes in Canada will reach out to them and be like, hey, if I pay you X amount, will you attend? And maybe do X amount of snaps or yeah. as many stories. And exactly. Yeah. If I'm there... And then I, you start charging. Then I start charging. If I am physically required to do work while yeah. I'm there, then I charge. Otherwise, if I'm attending out of like my own consideration, it's like accepting a PR package. Yeah. I want to share it, then I can share it. I'm not going to charge for it. Do you ever not accept it and ship it back? or just? I've never it? shipped it back, but I've actually emailed a brand before to let them know, like, hey, this is not a good fit for me. Yeah. I think that this would probably be better suited for somebody else who can actually use the product because I feel bad. And I've worked on the PR side. I don't want to ship a product to somebody who's never going to use do it. They, do, do they ask for it back or do they come no, pick it up? they're more than okay with it. They're just like, ah, just take it to Value Village or... Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's probably going to cost them more to like to cover the cost of shipping it back to them yeah. anyway. So like, just keep it and then cool, we'll take you off of that list okay. and then send it to somebody else. What's the best way you like to hear from a brand? Is it in your DMs, tweets? Is it an email? Is it a, I a, love a, a, a letter? <laughs> Letters are cute. I've yeah. actually recently, I recently got engaged. A couple of brands yeah. sent me um, letters and notes yeah. and gifts. I'm like, I love that. I thought yeah. that was so sweet, very personable. Um, but otherwise, I prefer an email. I yeah. think it's phenomenal because I can go back and see yeah. what did they talk about, what yeah. points do I need to hit on. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of phone calls yeah. unless it's like a setup phone call, surprise phone calls. Catch me off guard because I could be at a meeting at any time of the day yeah. or like in the zone on the flow doing work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, emails are my favorite. DMs for me, like, kind of okay as an introduction, but yeah. I don't want to have a full conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. on my phone. It gets tricky texting for like two hours straight yeah. on a DM and I would like to have everything on my computer because a lot of DMs also end up being like, okay, can you pick out this product or like let yeah. me know about this collection. I'm like I can't do 50 tabs yeah. on my phone when it's easier for me to do on my desktop. Yeah. And have you considered getting like a, an agent or a representative to represent you or do you do it all yourself? I used to do it myself. Yeah. I do currently have a manager. Okay. Um, I used to work a full-time job yeah. and blogging as well yeah. too and I found it really hard to be able to find the time to reply back to all the emails during yeah. the day. And this industry is quick. If you're not yeah. responding back within a couple oh, yeah. hours, they've moved on to the next person if there's yeah. an opportunity open for you. So that's the reason, the primary reason why I got a manager was yeah. to have somebody be able to get back to all my emails and help yeah. me negotiate. Um, but yeah, so I still have a manager now. I don't work a full-time job anymore. Yeah. Blogging is my full-time job. Yeah. And I found that it's still great to have them there because they really help me to negotiate yeah. terms and contracts for me anyways. And then now I can focus and dedicate 100% of my time to creating content, which is what I love to do. At the core of it, that's what I truly always want to do. And can you, do you mind sharing who your manager is? Yeah, so I work closely with Dulcedo. Okay. They are a talent, I think they're a modeling agency yeah. based out of Montreal. Yeah. But they also recently, within the past couple of years, branched out and started managing talent as well too. Awesome. And they're okay with you taking free stuff, doing free jobs, mm -hmm. but also they'll manage the paid jobs for you. Yeah, 100%. Um, a lot of the relationships that I've developed have been out of just taking free product. Like barters almost. Exactly. Yeah. It was like exchange of services. That's yeah. what they usually call yeah. it. Seeing if I love the product. If I love it, I can yeah. share it. And they're like, okay, we like the content. You love the brand. Yeah. Let's work together on a, another level. Awesome. Mm -hmm. uh, books that you recommend? or magazines, or uh, blogs to follow? Okay, so I really like to follow Adweek. Adweek, yeah, no, great. <laughs> Just because it keeps no. me up to date in the industry. Like, I love to chat fashion, beauty, yeah. Yeah, travel yeah. all the time with my friends. So like, honestly, I need to be intellectually stimulated. Yeah. Other things, are, like, I want to keep up to date in the industry to see, like, how is it moving forward? How do I have to adapt yeah. with it? So I love reading Adweek articles. Adweek's your jam. Adweek's my jam. Um, books, I haven't started reading it, but I really want to get into the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yeah. I've yeah. heard a lot about it, and yeah. I think it's phenomenal, so I'm trying to get my hands on it. Yeah. 
Um, magazines, I don't really read a lot of magazines, yeah. but I love listening to NPR's yeah. How I How I Built This, How yeah. I Made This yeah. by yeah. Guy Raz. Yeah. Love it. It's amazing, extremely inspirational, just to, like learn all about one individual and what got them from start to finish, because some of them were like rags to riches oh, stories, yeah. and some of them were just like, I studied and I got my way into yeah. there, it was like a fluke, so it's just inspirational that's for me. That's your podcast jam. Yeah, that's my podcast jam. Yeah, sweet, and marketing jam, you're going to be on it soon enough, so yep. you can listen to other I can listen to that afterwards. Canadian types. Yep, that's very awesome. interesting. Anything else you want to leave with um, people, any, any last words of wisdom or advice? or? Yeah, I would say that for content creators, know your worth, that's so important to me. Mm. Um, I think we work in an industry where a lot of creatives are undervalued yeah. and we always get given this like, let's collaborate in exchange for exposure. Yeah. And to me it's like you're taking time out of your day to do something that somebody saw a worth in it. Yeah. They're taking advantage of you. Yeah. If you need that exposure and if it's worthwhile to you, mm -hmm. then take it. But like if you don't need it, just know your time and how much it's worth. Hmm. If you could be at work during that time yeah. and making money, why not charge somebody back? And then for brands that are just starting out into the influencer industry as well yeah. too, I'd say really listen to the influencers. Yeah. They've been doing this organically for like five, yeah. ten years yeah. now already and they know their audience truly. Yeah. Working in traditional format versus online social media is very, very different mm -hmm. how you communicate with the audience and they know exactly what you have to target and hit it. So if they're giving you feedback as to why campaign may not execute mm -hmm. its fullest, I say listen to them. Yeah. Yeah, and then work together in a relationship. Don't just try to take control over the situation. Yeah. A couple years ago, I mm -hmm. heard from a Toronto named okay. Corey Vidal, uh, mm -hmm. who's a YouTuber, okay. and his philosophy, which I, uh, you guys are on the same page, is, hey, if you look at an influencer, mm -hmm. maybe maybe forget about their following because it mm -hmm. could be fake, and you know you know you can't guarantee how many people are going to yeah. see it, right? Because mm -hmm. the new algorithms, especially with oh, Instagram God. and Facebook, yep. Uh, and you don't know about their blog, you aren't given their analytics access. So his thoughts were, okay, look at them like a videographer mm -hmm. and a photographer and a writer mm -hmm. and pay them what you'd pay them yep. and consider their followership gravy and bonus. Yeah, it's so a plus. So at the very least, pay them to be a photographer at your event or a photographer of your product. 100%. Which I think is a really healthy way to look at it. Yeah. Because then if you get, you know, 30,000 views on your product because of That's their channel. Great. great, but you also got incredible content that you can regram. Yes. Or repost or repurpose. A lot of the brands I've seen actually use creators' content yeah. back on their websites as yeah. promotional marketing materials. Well, too, yeah. you can license that stuff. You're working with somebody who's going to give you beautiful content. Yeah. Like you said, it's a bonus that they have a following that you're getting exposed to yeah. as well. So it's a win-win. And look at Apple's new campaign for the iPhone 10. It's mm -hmm. all about people who've just did just, portraits yeah. on the new 10, yep. which I think is brilliant because it tells the story that look how great our 10 is. Yeah. Yeah. So are you on a 10 right now? No. You want, are you lusting after the 10? I don't know. Like I feel like after I heard that it was being discontinued, I was like, mm. it's being discontinued. That's that's what somebody told me because oh. sales weren't doing well in China, so like we're going to discontinue. I think oh. China's supposed to be their metric for whether, oh. whether or not a phone is performing. Wow. I okay. so my phone just died last week, okay. and I just paid off my credit card okay. the day before that. Yeah. So I had to go and buy a new phone. I got oh. the A plus. Okay. Because I've always had like this. I've had like the six S for the longest yeah, time. Yeah. Um, so I upgraded for that one just so that I could continue to do work. It's like yeah. a business expense for of me. Of course. Um, but yeah, I'm hesitant to jump on the 10. Okay. But we'll okay. see. We'll see. Okay. Maybe they'll and like revamp it down the road. Okay. And, and, and speaking of your, your, your blog, mm -hmm. would you call it a blog? Or yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a blog. So what are you lusting after right now? What am I lusting after? Yeah. Travel. I just want to travel a lot more. Okay. Um, now that I've kind of like left my full-time job, yeah. not that I like, yeah. it was my crux yeah, holding yeah. me back. Yeah. I loved it. Um, it's just opened up my timeline to be yeah. more flexible. I can work around myself. So I can work remotely. That's the best thing about influencer yeah, marketing. Yeah. I can work wherever as long as I have a good internet connection. And come to Whistler, maybe? 
Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm not the biggest snow fan. I grew yeah. up in Ottawa, so like okay. being dumped with two meters of snow yeah, every okay. winter, I'm like, mm, I'm gonna leave that whenever I can. Awesome. And, but yeah. And other influencers that you love and follow? Uh, my best friend actually is a phenomenal content creator, Mal. Her Instagram is Mal Huang, if you wanna check her out. Okay. She's great, she's so inspiring. Um, she's very educated in the industry yeah. as well too. She yeah. has like a very diverse background in terms of like, I think digital media yeah. and um, media buys. Yeah. Um, some other influencers like I truly love as well. I like Chriselle Lim. Okay. And she's a wonder woman. In okay. today, I think today's like International Women's yeah, Day. Yeah, it is. Highly yeah. recognize her as one of my like go-tos. She's yeah. a mom, she runs her own business. Cool. She's a blogger as well too and a phenomenal creator. Yeah. Um, and then also Ami Song, who is okay. also another blogger as well too. Okay. She speaks very, um, forward about mm -hmm. all of her opinions. She's not afraid to like share her views on life. Yeah. And she also is a strong supporter of other women as well too. So I really admire her and look up to her. That's awesome. And she's like a style icon to me. Okay. Yeah. And for the sake of full disclosure, mm -hmm. um, PayPal uh, did not pay for this. They just <laughs> gave me this water bottle before I came on. Stay hydrated. Um, these shoes are from uh, Aldo. I bought them. These socks are from Stance. I bought them online. <laughs> these pants are from H&M. Bought them in the store. Perfect. Shirts from Indochino because I'm a small, statured man, <laughs> and they got it custom made. I paid for it. Okay. Um, Cufflinks are from Cuff Daddy. I bought them on Amazon. Cool. So just for the sake of full disclosure, I'm just trying to practice. But, Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I can't say that everything I've purchased is because <laughs> I get stuff all the time, but yeah. majority of what I'm wearing today I've actually purchased yeah. my own. So. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. we do that. I still, I still buy stuff. Yeah. 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 It's actually liberating to buy stuff sometimes because I know I'm not tied to post about it. Yeah, there's no pressure. Exactly. Well, and it's like, I can live normally. Yeah, or if you go on a vacation that you pay oh. for, you're not obligated to be. Honestly, I love collaborating with hotels, but sometimes it's so freeing to just book my own Airbnb because yeah. I don't have to spend three hours every morning shooting for it. I can just wake up and go and do my own thing. Yeah. But I like the balance of the two. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So any young up-and-coming folks who are like, I want to be an influencer one day, what should they be doing right now? I actually just published a blog post on my blog, subtle plug in there, yeah, no, about great. the do's and don'ts of how to grow your Instagram following, which applies a lot to your blog as well too, and for and creators. what's your website for those of the viewers? Thelustlist.com, so okay. T-H-E-L-U-S-T-L-I-S-T-T.com. Um, so my article basically covered like the ethical components yeah. of it, um, in terms of like, don't buy your followers, don't yeah. buy your likes, yeah. don't buy your comments, don't use bots, don't engage in loop giveaways, all yeah. that is just like a desperate cry for, I wanna make a quick buck overnight. Um, any of the successful content creators, they've been honing their art for at least three plus years. Yeah. The analogy I give everybody is that if you want a really solid job as like a lawyer, yeah. a doctor, yeah. an accountant, yeah. you go to university for at least a minimum of four years. Oh, yeah. Think of four years on Instagram or on the internet as your training, That's so that awesome. after that you can start charging and like you don't become a doctor overnight yeah. by like throwing money at somebody. You don't buy your way to the top. And on a math question, mm -hmm. so if I see someone's followers mm -hmm. and then I look at their uh, post mm -hmm. and I see like maybe they got 20,000 followers mm -hmm. but they only have like 20 likes on a picture, mm. what, why is sometimes the math so off? Okay, so there's like a standard accepted engagement rate which is around like 2% is like average standard. Um, a really good engagement rate is 4%. And that's comments and likes or? Um, it kind of depends. Like you're not going to get like 4,000 comments on a photo yeah. unless you're somebody with like over 2 million followers or 4 yeah. million followers. It's usually like likes because it's the easiest number just to add up right away yeah. instead of you counting all the different comments yeah. in relation to their follower count. If it's extremely skewed and they have a lot more followers, then it probably means that they want their followers to be okay. very transparent. No. If you're seeing that the engagement ratio is extremely high and they yeah. have like 
way high likes and way high comments yeah. means they probably bought their likes. So two to four percent is healthy. Two to four percent is like a standard average um, yeah. as like what a normal organic engagement rate should look like, okay. although it, it fluctuates now, right? Yeah. Like there's different causes that affect it all the time. Sometimes yeah. people are participating in giveaways that like yeah. kind of have an influx, they got featured yeah. in an account, but yeah. I think a couple expose articles even came out that if you're being featured on like a major aggregate account, yeah. you're not getting more than a couple hundred a day. Yeah. You're not jumping like 14,000, 20,000 yeah. followers overnight. Like that just doesn't happen anymore with this algorithm. How many followers do you have? I currently have 84.5 as of this morning, okay. like 84.5,000. Do you track the when people unfollow you and follow you? Do you have one of those little I apps? don't track that That's just because I like, I don't see the point in tracking who follows and follows me. Yeah. I've had people that I've unfollowed come out to be like, hey, you unfollowed me, why? I'm like, yeah. it's not personal, it's business. I love your stuff, you've changed your style over yeah, time. Yeah. I'm just not into it anymore. Yeah. And then like, I wanna be inspired by what I see on my news yeah. feed. And I've unfollowed a lot of my personal friends on Instagram yeah. purely because I tell them, it's not like a Facebook for me. I'm not yeah. there to build like a friendship with you, yeah. it's purely there for business. So that's and Are you part of a direct message group with a bunch of other influencers mm -mm. and you share when you post something? I don't no. do that. Okay, I'm, that's a thing though, right? Yeah, so those are called comment pods. Yeah. I'm not a fan of those. Okay. I think those are not good yeah, okay. for anybody's engagement, to be yeah. honest. It's definitely a way to game the system. It was, although now I'm hearing that it's not anymore with how they're changing the API access yeah. and everything. Um, when you're inflating your engagement with the same eyes over and over yeah. again, and when I worked on the brand side, I've had yeah. brands come to me like, hey, we've seen like the same 10 girls yeah, yeah. comment on our photos for four weeks straight. Yeah. Same people, yeah. why is that? Yeah. I went to tell them it's a comment pod, and they come yeah. back to me like, well, those are not real consumers looking at our yeah. ad that we're working with her. Yeah. Why are we paying her? Yeah. It's the same people, they're all bloggers. People are getting smarter. They're getting smarter, and like they're saying that these bloggers are just gonna ask us for pre-product anyways. We get no ROI on that, yeah. so in my head I'm like, you're not benefiting yourself. Yeah. You're creating an inflated and false sense of engagement, yeah. hoping that the brands will jump on it because they know that brands want engagement rates now. But the brands are getting smart. They're saying that like this is not the eyeballs we're looking for. It's like fake traffic. Yeah. That's exactly what you're paying for. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Well, this was great. Uh, we're here at DX3 yeah. Marketing Jam. So uh, happy that you joined us here today. Thank we you for having uh, me. both Facebook page live this, we Instagram live this. <laughs> Uh, day two of DX3, so a little experiment here. Yep. So thank you so much for sharing so much wisdom, so much advice, and I think I think a lot of people are going to learn a lot from the, uh, what you shared today. Yeah, so thank you so really much for having me. That, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up, and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again, and see you next time. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.